This episode of TAG's podcast is sponsored by Promescent. Last longer in bed with confidence. Go to delayspray.com and use our promo code TAGS15. That's delayspray.com and use promo code TAGS15. What's going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, with episode 116. And today, I'm reunited with my boo, my BFF, Jeremy Ross Lopez. How's it going? Good, good. Wow, we have been on holiday vacation, right? We have. We really have. Uh, You were in... Tell people where you were. Ogunquit. So Ogunquit, Maine, uh, for a little while, and then uh, further north in North Conway in the mountains. You know what's so interesting? I can't really say that word, Ogunquit. Did I just say it okay? Yes, you just said it perfect. Okay. On, we're going to talk about my Vakaya cruise, my gay cruise that I was just on, but we went to Bar Harbor, Maine, which is like ritzy, mm-hmm. you know, Martha Stewart has a house there, on and on, and I sort of just got off and, and looked at it in its glory, but I was talking to somebody as you meet people on the cruises, and they were telling me about Ogunquit, and... I need to go there. I became obsessed with planning a trip there. <laughs> it's got a gay community. It does. There's a, three or four different bars. It's on the beach. It is. It's gorgeous. And the first drag show I had ever gone to with my dad. And what was funny is <laughs> I didn't know. So my stepmom uh, was actually, it, it was a very random outing that my dad, my mom, and my stepmom all had ended up in the same town Uh their vacation was the week before and overlapped one day this with my mom. This is family mom's. today in 2019. It is. It's a blended, I love it. a blended family. So that was our first drag show. And my stepmom asked my dad, uh, have you ever been to one? And he actually has. And it was actually in P-Town with my mom oh. that they had gone years ago. And I thought that was so funny because I've actually never even asked him that. And there he is, like, saying, oh, I've been to one before. They're so fun. Well, Nancy Lopez, who (laughs) I can attest to, is so much fun. Mm -hmm. Your mother. And, okay, so for people that don't know, tell a little bit about what Ogunquit is like. It's like a beachside. Yeah, it's like a, it's a quaint, small town. Everything's in walking distance. It's, like, cute bars and and like restaurants and things flowers the, you were talking about and the the landscaping everywhere is beautiful the beach is stunning it it's like very slow water so it doesn't have lots and lots of waves it's very relaxing rocky Good beach food. kind of yes, thing yes yeah. kind of rocky around the edges but still not bad and it's just fun and, and it's punctuated cute. by gays and you would love the little shops and stuff because I know you love a good gift shop I do <laughs> you brought me back something that's really I love thank you so much the soap and everything and the dish yeah. I love it um, yeah and, and you were talking about a, a different piano bar there that is a lot of fun yes the front porch and I know you're not Mr. I could get into a I'm good not. piano so bar. I was actually surprised because I don't really love piano bars. And I also, at a certain point, want to party and right. listen to like dance, dance music. But they actually sang some of that, which was great. And they sang like, 
it was very, very random. <laughs> I felt like it was the night that I went there that they picked like Jennifer Lopez, like Lady Gaga. They sang Shallow. They sang uh, probably Br- Sia. Britney Spears, Throwbacks, Chandelier. I by was going to say, sh- yes. hello. Do I <laughs> know my piano were, bar tunes? They were really, really good singers too. It was oh a, a woman that sat on to the top of the piano. She had like this gorgeous dress on and then the guy was playing the piano and they would do like those duo songs and then they would do some just one-offs by themselves. How fun. Yeah, it was cool. Everyone screaming at the top of their lungs to the lyrics. It was like all fun and drunk and happy. Well, anybody that knows anything about Jeremy Ross Lopez is he is a fish when it comes to yes. the water. The he, whole you, time. And you're rocking a really amazing tan. Um, were you just like in the water the whole time? Crispy and like roasting <laughs> in the water. I literally... I ordered drinks to the pool the entire time and then in the ocean. So what we did is the pool every day for like two or three hours and then the beach for two hours. But the beach water there, most people can't get in. It's too and cold. I get in, but most people don't. You, it has to be really, really hot for people to get in because it's ice cold. How do you handle it? I love it. I just love it. Wow. I, I love like sitting there getting numb and then just like we had boogie boards and we just floated down because there was there's a river current at some point in time of the day depending wow. on the tide yeah it was it was awesome in a former life you were a fish i'm just totally. convinced yes i love summer travel when we went on vacation together in mykonos i was oh. the only person they're all like having cocktails at the bar yeah. and i'm like down the <laughs> cliff in the ocean just waving to everybody for like three hours completely and, and as you know i am not mr <laughs> no. water i mean i get in there it's funny because you graze around the edges of it so i you're graze like, i dip my feet in yeah yeah it's usually a hair <laughs> moment that I'm worried about yes. or something. You'll do one dive and then you're good. I will. I will. Yeah. No, I like it. It's yeah. fun, but not like you. Um, <laughs> I just got off of the Vakaya cruise line. It was their inaugural cruise that left New York, actually New Jersey, but we circled out. People that have followed me, you would see, we circled by the Statue of Liberty, which was amazing. Uh, before we took off, Kristen Chenoweth sang um, amazingly, kind of, they inaugurated her as the queen of the Vakaya Sea. And she she's so amazing in her voice. And of course, she did something from Wicked. And anybody that knows the power of amazing. Kristen Chenoweth, she did something with, uh, who's the other singer that I was talking about? Uh, Catherine McPhee. Catherine McPhee, yeah. And Kristen is like teeny, teeny, teeny with an amazing voice and gorgeous. Didn't you love that dress she wore? It was oh sequined, God, it was rainbow. Yes. Yeah, gorgeous. She said the designer, and I can't remember who did it, but it, yeah, she was so sweet. Um, it looks like it could have been Kristen Siriano, but I'm not sure. Oh. Because he know, did a lot of pride dresses that looked like I in think the realm. You, I it think might be. he actually said that. She said that, yeah. It could be. Good eye. <clears throat> yeah. And then Christine, Mc, the entertainment, let's just talk about that real quick. So uh, Christine Mc, Oh, Catherine McPhee. Catherine McPhee, yeah. excuse me. Kristen. Um, Catherine McPhee did a show with her husband, David Foster. I know, I can't believe her. he was on there. Exactly. There were so many great comedians. I love a good comedian. And Matteo Lane, if you're not following Matteo Lane, I'm Juicy. hoping to get him on the show at some point. He's touring all over the place. Get this. While we were on, he was on the cruise, sat next to, he sat next to me during dinner and he has a boyfriend and he did this stand-up show that was hilarious. He's also not hard on the eyes too. He's really hot. (laughs) 
people that follow Mateo Lane will, will uh, know that. But get this, in P-Town, he, as we stopped in P-Town, he did a set at a different club in P-Town. He, he knows how to work it. Yeah. I was like... That means you're busy and booked. <laughs> exactly. My other favorite comedian I have to talk about is, I've followed her for years, Jessica Kirsten. She is... So funny. Years ago, <clears throat> my boyfriend and I at the time went and saw her at Gotham Comedy Club on 23rd Street, and they did like a whole gay lineup, and she was definitely the headliner. This is like 2009. So hilarious. She does a lot of Jewish humor, a lot of lesbian jokes. She made, you know, she incorporated the gays uh, into her act, and it was like crying laughing. It was that kind of. I, I told my friend who I went on, uh, Frank, that I said, okay, we're going not front row, but we're going close because we didn't want to be picked on, but yeah. close enough. Uh, so hilarious and funny. Also, uh, I don't know if you know Alex Newell. Alex Newell was recently on Broadway on, um, forget the show, uh, something about Island, a uh, Caribbean Broadway show, but people might know him from Glee or some of his remix, he did this amazing show of accompaniment saying she, or she did, excuse me, Alex Newell did so many amazing songs that were just everything from dream girls to, uh, and a powerhouse voice, powerhouse voice. Uh, I can't say enough about how they pulled together the entertainment, but one of the things that I know our audience will like that if you ever go on a, at least on this inaugural cruises can you i've been on other gay cruises before this is the first cruise i've ever been on where there was a red light district y'all oh there was so yes so tell me it was below deck no so who knew that there's a basketball court on a cruise a a full-on basketball this was the celebrity cruise it was a big ship it's like a city okay and i've never been on one so i'm like fascinated by the idea of so they <clears throat> essentially, no one, they, they knew no one was going to be playing basketball, but mm-hmm. it opened from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. the next morning and lit it with red lights. So it was literally like a red light district. And what they, basically it was like a play area. And I love that they designated that area because the basketball court's like way up at the 12th floor you have to kind of walk upstairs to get up there so they make it a little challenging to get up there you know removed i get that on a well that's nice because it's like seclusion but exactly out in the open and they lit it with these red lights so it had that dark you know you're under moonlight which is at sea beautiful and then after they lit it with you know these red lights which is really cool Mm -hmm. And I was laughing and thinking in my head, I wonder what that conversation was like when they presented it to celebrity cruises. Because I've literally been on other Atlantis cruises. And yeah, yeah sex capades are having, happening all over the place. Yeah. But this is where I, I wanted to be a fly on the wall when they presented it. When the executive decision, yeah, went to <laughs> celebrity and said, okay, so we have this other... I think it's brilliant and it's so hot. It's like a really good (laughs) idea. And they know it's going to be happening anyways. I mean, in the rooms downstairs. So it's like, why not? And and it's on a 
a, you know, a basketball court, you can power wash the cum away. Yeah, It'll all be good in the end. I went, I'm sure one, they have a hose on that bitch. I went one night just to kind of peruse it and see, and and my friend and I, and then we were like giddy, and then we ran like... Oh, you had to scope <laughs> out the scene. Scope out the scene. And then I finally did get up enough nerve to go in there, and my I said, okay, well, let me go in. And I, you could just see on one area of the basketball court people congregating. Mm-hmm. And I did have some fun in so the corner. Was it like dance too, or it was just like, uh, was there any music playing? No, or? no music. Oh, okay. So they were having parties as everything was going on. They oh, had, okay. it was totally oh, separate. So this was like, uh, the rambles or like the, yeah. the, the dark area of like cruising, like the churches in Mykonos. Exactly. The the okay. People that know Mykonos and know the infamous churches that you can yes. cru- cruise around. But <laughs> I like that they were unapologetic about it and said, we're designating this area no, from like 10 p.m. to 5. Awesome. And I had some fun in there. The best part is it's like the the floating meat rack. (laughs) (laughs) Totally the floating meat rack. Yeah. Like in the middle of the ocean. I give them so much credit for doing that. We, this cruise was so much fun. There was, I just have to say, I'm going to write a a blog about it. It'll probably come out on Wednesday. Go to tagspodcast.com and you can read about what I really thought about this experience. But in general, I'll give you some highlights. And one of the highlights, in addition to all the entertainment and the red light district, Mm -hmm. was that I've been on gay cruises before, but the level of crowd that was drawn on there. There was lesbians on there and they were, you know, I interacted with so many of them that, you know, sometimes us gay men don't see many lesbians. The age range, the body type, there was young, old, I saw that too when I saw the pictures of uh, the cruise that this cruise specifically you're following it and it looks interesting like it i like that it looks pretty diverse because i have seen i've never been on one so i find it interesting to always do a little bit of like digging and research and see what people posted from it and all of that fun stuff and that's where i came across the videos of the performances and things and this one seemed really cool in the fact that it was really diverse because I've seen many of them where everybody looks like the exact same. Exactly. And the level of just being, you know, I, I've been on some of these other cruises before and, and they're fine and they're great and, you know, happy for everybody. But there can be, for me personally, a little bit of anxiety mm-hmm. often just because of it's so intense with yeah. that. This was so, everybody, you literally would be at dinner at times and talking, reaching over to the next table to talk with them or maybe heard something they said. Yeah. And it was very welcoming. There was And friendly. Like, very friendly. Leslie Jordan, I don't know if you know Leslie Jordan, comedian. He's on Will and Grace. Hilarious. Sounds familiar. Performed, yeah. and we ran into him in the elevator and had just this, you know, hilarious conversation. It was that kind of thing. People like Daniel uh, Friend. Frangesi, who you know, uh, I know him from Looking, the show Looking on HBO, but you know him from Mean Girls. Yes. He was on the boat and posted a picture at one point saying, heading to the pool, I love my body. And, you know, it was very body positive. I love that. And that spirit really resonated. Because the shaming part of things really does kind of suck and also make people feel uncomfortable. And... Also, a lot of times in our community, the shaming can be indirect, so it's not exactly 
uh, up front, but you feel it and you sense it. I'm glad you said that because it can be non-stated, mm-hmm. which is important. And what I notice when that happens is clicks form. Yes. And what I've seen often in a judgy lot of... Judgy. And, judgy. And, and very uh, non-inclusive. So not like open and welcoming and friendly. Right. So you'll see a lot of oftentimes groups of people on some, maybe another type of cruise. And if you're and they're all just the same, you know, more power to them, Mm -hmm. but it's very non inclusive. And I didn't see this on there. It was extremely refreshing. That's great. Another guy I saw on the cruise that I'm watching his brand new film, Geralt McCullough, He's a actor, writer. He wrote a, a, a play and a film called Daddy. He's been in my friend's show, Hustling Web Series. He has a new... He directed a documentary called All Male, All Nude, Johnson's, which is the infamous uh, strip club, Johnson's, in Fort Lauderdale. Oh. I'm, I'm going to watch... We can watch that. And he has a release date in September, and I'm hoping to get him on the show. But he was, you know, out and about on the cruise, too, it was really, Very really cool. fun to see. And then there was this level. They did parties every night, which was a lot of fun and a lot of friskiness at the party. The gays are good at doing themed parties. So just to give you an idea of some of the par- parties that they did, they did um, a party called Bear, um, which you can imagine, you know, <laughs> show less. And I had bought this. You said you used to sell it at a store you worked at. It's yes. called Socks. Cock Socks. Cock Socks. Yeah. Like, so it's like uh, the design of it is like a, uh, to push the bulge forward. So Boy, it's does like, it push it out there. Yeah. So it's literally displaying the cock. It's tight around everything and it pushes it all the way forward. And they make a lot of fun stuff. They have comfor- comfortable fabric and they're like just fun G-strings, stripes, cheetah print. All that they I we used to sell stripes like uh, blue and white, red and white. And so mine I bought that was a G string, mm-hmm. which I don't have. Many, I have jock straps, but not yeah. many. And I kind of was all into this. Yeah. So I got. Did it. you wear that little? I number wore it out? in P Town okay. at Purgatory, an underwear party that I went to. Okay. Did an edible with my friend. And was like totally f- couldn't remember anything that happened that night. Oh Apparently, God. I was fondling a guy that we went to this like high end dinner party on the cruise that you had to pay money to by Daniel Baluds, and it was delicious. And didn't really notice him there, but he, I was <laughs> fondling him. Yeah, on. no, not at all. And he was very quiet during the dinner party too. He was fondling me because I had this cock socks on, of course, and it pushes it out there. Mm-hmm. But my friend had to tell me, "No, you were fine, but <laughs> you were being fondled a lot." A oh, lot. he definitely sugarcoated that. Yeah, <laughs> but so then there was another party that I could have worn it at. I think it was the bear. Like bear everything, yeah. but it was in the middle of the, the day, so they would do these tea dances on the cruise, and I was gonna wear it, but literally, I, I'll take a picture of it and I'll put it on our Patreon page. If you can go to patreon.com, it's like the smallest piece of fabric you could ever wear. Yeah, go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex, and you'll see me in it. It pushes everything out there that. I could not wear this at a tea dance because it's just, it's <laughs> everything's just out there. Yeah, you and might as well just be nude. Exa- it's even more erotic, I it think. Is, it than is. It, it leaves being, a little bit to the imagination. Like, I could probably just walk through a crowd naked and people are like, oh, there's a naked guy. Yes, you know? but this but would make this, it more enticing. It's sexual to yeah. the core. Uh, some of the other parties, 
that uh, we had. There were so many fun ones. They did obviously a leather one that was good. And I did, you know, leather can be hot. Yeah. Um, and even on the dance floor, sometimes if it was too cold, they moved it indoors. And there was a lot of sexiness happening on um, Dicks Were Out. Juicy. And I, yeah. Hey, Steve. So I know you just got off the Vakaya cruise ship. Find anyone special? Yeah, no new boyfriend was found on the love boat, but there was this one boy that was a repeat. We saw each other several times, so kind of a romance. Ooh, very juicy. Tell me more. He could go for hours, so I soon realized I could benefit from my new go-to product in bed, Promescent. The delay spray helps me last longer in bed, which gave me more time to play with this guy before busting a nut. Oh, so you could edge longer? Exactly. The spray was developed by urologists, and it's totally safe. Won't affect or transfer over to your partner. Simply rub it in and avoid performance anxiety. Very hot. Where can I get it? Right now, Tag's podcast listeners can get 15% off their order. Go to DelaySpray.com. That's D-E-L-A-Y Spray.com. And use our promo code TAGS15 at checkout. That's DelaySpray.com. Promo code TAGS15. Early on in the cruise, I met this guy. He was white, I think from Wisconsin. And I think we kind of hooked up at the end because as we're leaving this party, he said, oh, I have a heart on. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, well, Oh, let me take care of that. And he had these huge balls. And anyways, oh, we literally were leaving the party because the music's off. And he looked at me and... And I was like, oh, you do have a hard on? <laughs> and he says, yeah. He's like, do you want to go back to my And I said, sure. And he's oh, like, Let, make an let's make this happen. And it was really hot. And we had a great time. And we spent like, we spent the night together. So I had sex and then slept. And he didn't have a porthole or anything in his, his Oh, no room, windows or anything. Which was great because yeah. it was dark. But you, and he had a room all to himself. Mm -hmm. However, it's pitch black. So you have no idea what time of day it is. Yeah. I mean, it could be... Oh, so when you walk out and it's fucking like broad, this huge sunlight. Or just, you know, you wake up and you're wondering what time of day it is. Is it like 6 a.m. or is it 6 p.m.? <laughs> and so, but we really had like this connect, like, uh, like romantic almost at times. And it was like cuddly Aww. the rest of the trip. And I left my cock ring there, which he reminded me later at, at the lunch line. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, that <laughs> at the lunch yeah, line. At the lunch line. <laughs> You're like, bitch, you can keep it. I was thinking it was my diamond ring. And he's, and I was like, Oh no, no, I have bitch, that on. I know. I didn't know. <laughs> but literally I realized that. Okay. So after him, it was all Latinos. I mean, <laughs> of course, I went from all the romance thing in that first night to the Latinos and the, the Latinos from Ecuador, Mexico, oh, Colombia that I met tour. threw it down. They I'm always talking, do. I had we this, always do. I had this little chair that was like a little mini sofa, but really like a big chair in yeah. our tiny room that we had. Mm -hmm. And one guy like just lifted my legs up, pulled off my hot pants because I was wearing hot pants. Of course you were. And literally threw it down. I mean, I'll talk more about it um, <laughs> on an after show on what <laughs> really Duck went down, but the Latinos were serving it. They, they were not. I did some stuff, Jeremy, that I've never done before. That's hot. Ever. That was, yeah, they weren't fucking around. 
I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, in general, it was... That's the way to go. Yeah, and we have to talk about P-Town. Have you been to P-Town? I have, but I've only been when I was little. So, like, okay. my parents would bring us there and stuff, and that was it. I don't I don't really remember it, but I was... We've got to go. Yeah. P-Town, it's... They were... But it's... I've seen it's very, like, pretty, quaint, cute. It's adorable. I've been going since the loving, 90s. very, like... Yeah, oh, it's... Uh, the cruise director was talking about it and he said it reminds him of a Hallmark card, but for gay people. Yes. Yeah. And that's what it looks and like. The straights. And they're riding around on little like bikes with baskets and it's, it's adorable. Yeah, cute little houses People go to Spiritus after the club because everything closes at one mm-hmm. and you go have pizza at Spiritus, which is amazing pizza. Mm-hmm. Leah Delaria, anybody that watches uh, the show Orange is the the new black has a new jazz club there. I really wanted to see it, met her outside of the club during oh, the I day. Saw that. Yeah. And she gave us a tour. Well, Leah Delaria turned it out. She, oh, it's a really cool place. It's an amazing. I had been to the space before she owned it. Yeah. It's sick. It's and she performed. She's so talented. She can do blues, jazz. Of course. And she's amazing. I highly recommend, I think, uh, Leo Delaria's club. It's right on Commercial Street. Check it out. We also, like I said, I went to the underwear party. And the other thing that I did was I ran into an oldie but a goodie, a guy that in the 90s I had a thing with back oh, in the day. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Years ago, I met this guy. He invited me That's to... That's like such a uh, cool thing to happen. Yes. We, I wasn't sure he was going to remember me. And he was like, Steve from L.A. Well, when I knew him, I lived yes. in L.A. Yeah. He literally was like, oh, my God. I mean, we're talking like 15 years ago yeah. we like met. Almost, maybe even close to 20. And, the you know, it's not like we were... There was such an affection of... Mm-hmm reuniting with somebody that you had been with before and knowing that they're still doing good and I can't wait to have that experience when I'm yeah okay bitch yeah watch out <laughs> apparently I'd gave him a little like neck like uh, bracelet that he still has oh that's so cute and there's a Polaroid of me on his refrigerator to this day oh my god and I know <laughs> I can tell you've always had a thing for older men. Yes. I mean, he's not that much older, but yeah. I mean, and it was just, it was really, really fun. I highly recommend people check out uh, Vakaya Cruises. They've got some great ones coming up, including a trip you, you can go to all-inclusive in Mexico coming up during Halloween. And they have got some other great stuff. Go to myvakaya.com and check that out. Real quick before we go, I want to talk about um, a couple... Stories. One that caught my eye with me. It's there's a London's historic fetish club. It's called Backstreet. It's like a BDSM club. Uh, essentially, it's a 34 year old staple of London on the East End. And as we all know, you work at the Eagle a few nights a week, and you know where the Eagle here in New York is located. Mm-hmm. High rises are all around you. There's tons of gentrification happening. And people always wonder, is the Eagle like in danger of being closed down? And we've heard from sources that no, they're good from the owners. Yeah. But it's an anomaly. Well, this club called Backstreet has been there for 34 years. And there was a grassroots writing campaign that 
got hundreds and hundreds of letters that wrote to the council that um, to essentially say, you know, this has been an important community asset. Um, it is the last true gay fetish club, somebody wrote, and diversity matters to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of venue really matters to us. It really matters to Tower Hamlets and to the whole of London. The testimonies of men who attend Backstreet providing touching anecdotes Queerty rights, which attested to the club's significance. Somebody mm-hmm. wrote, when I discovered the fetish scene by going to Backstreet as an 18-year-old, it saved my life. One man wrote in his letter, it gave me a community that made me feel welcome and embraced me, Aww. embraced me and my flaws and all. It stopped me thinking I was odd or an outsider, and it gave me the confidence in myself, um, to my friends and mentors. So... What's interesting about this is the article also cites uh, the growing number of LGBTQ nightclubs that have shut down in East End in London in recent Mm -hmm. years. Um, 73% of LGBTQ nightclubs in the borough had shut down since 2006. And what I really like about this last point is there's such an importance to keep safe spaces alive Mm -hmm. in the wake of, of... anti-queer hate crimes that are happening mm-hmm. all around the world, definitely in the UK. Yeah. Uh, hate crimes in the UK have shown a shocking 114% over the last five years. And I just think it's really good that, yeah. you know, a place like this survives um, the BD- a BDSM community. It is. It's important. And it's important to uh, the people that visit. It's important to the people that live there. It's important to have somewhere as a safe space to feel comfortable, but also to express yourself. And it's, and it's sad to hear that they just continue to close down or get rid of places that are like that. Exactly. And, and, it, and it makes me really thankful to be in New York where we have so many different options. And, and the Eagle definitely being one as a major option. And my first, first experience with going to the Eagle was so different from what it is today. And... I've changed a lot over all of this time and it it's definitely been a place to help me. I mean, it's been a, a safe haven for me at times and I've definitely matured ever since I've first stumbled upon the Eagle and the Eagle is also very unique and this place sounds like it's similar in the aspect of being one of a kind that will, it's been around for years and stands to be there for longer. It makes me wonder with you because a millennial that what was your first experience learning? Because would you, you now have worked as a, you know, with the designer, there's a little shop for people that don't know in the New York Eagle that sells leather goods and harnesses and Mm -hmm. cuffs. And you've worked closely with Christoph, the designer, Mm -hmm. you've been around it. What was your first... How did you even get it? So my first actual experience there was really, really, really young, sneaking in. And I think I was... It's actually funny that we're talking about this because tomorrow I did all the math. and Because we've talked about this so many times (laughs) that I didn't really know. Tomorrow marks 10 years that I've been in New York. Congratulations. You're a New Yorker. I know. And so... I actually, my first experience with going to a fetish bar, a leather bar, men's bar, the Eagle in general, 
was being the one crew of twinks that was dancing when no one else was dancing around over by the DJ booth upstairs. And it was dark, but we loved it. And we all snuck in. I mean, I was 19 years old, not legal. My fake ID looked nothing like me. Do you remember and what got you to go there in the first place? I don't. I think my friends, we always wanted to get into trouble. Yeah. I mean, and I was in design school. So like everybody that I went to school with loved trouble. They wanted to find trouble. Ho- yes. So like literally we would go to the blue DVD store and hang out out front. We would go to, cause we couldn't get into bars then. Right. And like I snuck into Rawhide. We would go down to, uh, Christopher street had, I can't remember what the bar was called right next to the pizza shop on that corner. It was tiny and we would sneak into that all the time. It had dancers. It was really, really small and it was like a New York staple that closed. Right. Uh, And just all these places. But then you found yourself like, how did you get the job to work? uh, It was actually through a friend that had it before me. I went uh, to design school with a friend that we've traveled with before as well uh, and he just connected me with the designer and we hit it off when we met. And then he said, I have this gig and I was looking in New York. You can't ever work too much. Right. Because yeah, it's a I hustle. Mean, yes. There's bills to pay. And it just seemed like something that would be interesting to do and fun. And so that was how I stumbled upon it. And then when I first started, I mean, I'm, I even think about my journey just being at the Eagle for a certain amount of years, I've really, really grown up, matured, changed a lot. Mentally. And it's helped a lot of that process. And you also run, run into and meet a lot of good people. I mean, you and I became friends from the Eagle. Right. And you I learn met, about the community, yeah, too. And, and it is learn, a community. And you also talk to so many different people that are all walks of life. I mean, I've met world-renowned DJs, actors designers, people that work in finance that feel like they don't fit in and they've all come there. And I mean, just so many different people, people that are visiting, people that are not, people that have been here for 30 years, people that have just moved here last week. I mean, and that part of it, that aspect of it makes it fascinating to me. And then it's also like we were talking about the London club. It's a safe place for a lot of people. And it's also very comfortable. Like, there's a rooftop. It's a great place to be. You can, it's, I always say to people that are new to New York or people that are visiting, it can be what you want it to be. Right. So you can have a night where you just hang out and we've had all walks of nights. <laughs> yeah. So a night where you're like, just keep drinking and never stop. Or you dance a little bit or you have a little fun in the corner with four or five different people. I mean, visiting, catching up with people that you haven't seen in a while. Great music almost all the the time. I mean, really, really great DJs and awesome nights. I mean, and that's what, that's what makes it so special. It got me thinking and I'm going to reach out to him. I want to get the owner of the Eagle on because I know he's got a legacy to talk about and how he keeps it going in 2019 Mm -hmm. with so many changes happening here in New York. And they switch it up. They, they, they're both proactive. The owners as a couple are proactive in uh, trying to spice it up. And, and preserve our legacy at the same time. Yes, You're right. Totally. They do. They keep, you know, jocks. And that's why he told me he continues to get afloat in the Eagle and in the New York City Pride every year because that is part of just 
remaining a part of the gay community in general in New York City. It's part of the culture, and they've been around the, all this time. They so, needed to be a part of World's yes, Pride yeah. and the 50th anniversary year. And by the way, we're still in it, so it's, <laughs> it's the year. Yes. So we continue to celebrate that. Um, thank you for talking about that, and of I'm going to reach out to the owner of the Eagle because I think he'll be a great guest totally. and you can expect some more stuff the rest of this summer we're still going strong and expect some new things coming out in the fall regarding our Patreon page revamped renewed uh, post Labor Day I'm, I'll have a specific date but people that have been asking for the $100 tier it's coming your way and, and Jeremy and I worked on some really Yes, solidified we, we put together some fun ideas and uh, and content for those people that would be interested. Exactly, and we're going to keep it spicy and juicy and and keep adding fun things along the way. Exactly, if people can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Jeremy, thank you so much. Of course, as always. And in the meantime, continue having hot, hot gay sex.